Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about using intermittent fasting to lose weight. I'm delighted to welcome special guest Daniel Reyes. Daniel is the creator of a creative weight loss tool called Fasting Dice. You can tell that they work because Daniel lost 170 pounds in 10 months. You can learn more about Daniel and his Fasting Dice on his website, fastingdice.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Daniel. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very excited about this. I cannot wait to hear your story. You talked about being literally on your deathbed and going yeah. from that place to a place of thriving. So can you yeah. share your story? Yeah, um, about four and a half years ago now, um, I ended up in the hospital and they put me in what was called an end-of-life room or a hospice room in another hospitals. Uh, they had discovered blood clots in my lungs and in my right leg. And uh, I was told at the time that um, one blood clot in your lungs is a 20% chance of survival, and I had multiple in both lungs. So pretty bad. Uh, on top of that, I had been born with a heart condition, and I had been overweight my whole life. So it was a perfect storm of, of problems. And... Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time there. I, I was in the hospital for a month, out for a month, and then back into another hospital for another month. Um, three weeks of that whole time, I was in that end of life room. And yeah, it was it was a scary situation. Um, but at the end of it, they, they basically told me, look, you've got about five years. And if you don't lose weight, that's it. Like, we, we can't guarantee anything after that. So, um, you know, after that, I had this giant clock over my head. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I tried everything I could possibly try. I even looked at weight loss surgery, but ultimately intermittent fasting was the answer for me. Wow. And so the complications, including the blood clots, and was it a heart condition you said? I was born with a heart condition, yeah. So are those still issues? The the blood clots, did they dissolve? Those are gone. Those are gone. And I'm on blood thinners right now. And everything looks fine on that end. Uh, the heart condition, I mean, I was born with it. That'll never go away. I, no matter how much weight I lose or how much fasting I do, that there's a physical deformity with my heart. That's just part of it. Um, it's called transposition of the greater valves. You have valves in your heart that are supposed to be like X-shaped. Mine were born parallel. So uh, it's not it's not that big of an issue now. Like if an infant is born with that, you know, they can fix it. It's It's not so bad. Really? Okay. Yeah. So at this perfect storm of things going on, and you've got this timer looming over your head, and mm -hmm. then what made you turn to fasting as the form of weight loss? And did it start working right away? When did you get your dice involved? Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I tried everything, right? You named the diet, I tried it. And I had done that before too, right? It's not like I always wanted to be heavy. But uh, now with the clock over my head, there was uh, more motivation. And, and honestly, everything worked for about two to three months. And then most of the time it's stagnation. And then your weight actually will creep up even though you're sticking to it. So I now know that there's science behind that, but I didn't know at the time. And that was very frustrating. Um, so ultimately I looked into weight loss surgery about two years ago. And um, with all my issues, it was pretty high risk, right? with the heart condition, with the 
being on, on blood thinners. Uh, they still don't know what caused the blood clots. So there's no genetic predisposition. There's not a history of it in my family. It just happened. So, you know, um, there was a lot of risk, but I looked into it. Um, I also have family members who have had uh, uh, weight loss surgery and every single one of them that have had it, it didn't work long term. Oh, they, man. Yeah. And uh, just so you know, my background is television, 10, which, 10 years of which I was in TV news. Um, so I do a lot of research and just stuff, big decisions, right? And from the research I, I did, uh, weight loss surgery on a three to five year timeline is only about 30 to 35% effective. Man, that's supposed to be the fail safe when everything else uh -huh. fails, do this, and it's guaranteed to work. And it kind of is, but I guess it doesn't last. It doesn't last. On a 10-year timeline, it's only 10% effective. Seriously? Seriously. Okay, so that's not worth it. All right, right. so what led you to fasting? What what made you think, okay, because you said you tried everything, so I'm assuming you tried yeah. fasting before. I Well, I wasn't aware of it, right? I didn't know oh. too much about it. And so with the weight loss surgery, um, it just, I knew it wasn't going to work for me. Right. I was, there was too much going on. Plus like I, they put me in a program where I was supposed to lose a certain amount of weight before the surgery would happen. And mm -hmm. I did everything the program asked me to do. And I wasn't losing weight at the rate that they wanted. And so that was very deflating. And so that's when I turned to intermittent fasting, right? Cause I had on social media been following weight loss accounts that had surgery and the algorithm, you know, you, you do one thing and the algorithm shows you more kind of in that vein. And so it started showing me people who did intermittent fasting. And with my news background, I pick up patterns. And I noticed that um, people who did the weight loss surgery, the first two to three months, they lost more weight initially. But then afterwards, their weight loss kind of decreased, like the speed of it. Whereas intermittent fasting, it was pretty consistent across the board. Okay. The other thing I noticed was a lot of those uh, weight loss surgery accounts they would go dormant after about a year, year and a half. So I don't know if that's them living their life or they just were, you know, gaining weight back. And so they didn't want to post who knows. Right. I, I don't know. But I did notice that that intermittent fasting, those people tended to be more active continually. Right. Mm. They were, they were living the life. Um, also, I mean, there is those that, that do go dormant. I mean, there's people, right. So, some people fall off the wagon, but overall, far more consistent. So that's when I started fasting. My first month, um, I lost 35 pounds. Wow. I was blown away by that. Yeah. And so I just kept up with it. But one of the things that, you know, within a few months, I started realizing is the whole point of intermittent fasting is to mimic ancient eating patterns, right? Like the way our ancestors did back in the day. So our ancestors didn't have like a clock and go down to Seven Eleven or get an Uber Eats or, you know, go down to the pizzeria or whatever at a certain time. They had to go out and hunt or, or find their, their food. They had to forage. So my thought was, well, there's a random element missing from this, right? Because they were more spontaneous and opportunistic than scheduled. 
So from there, I, I thought of the idea of like, well, what if you just like rolled some dice? I'm sure somebody's made up, come up with this. Looked online, couldn't find anything anywhere remotely like that. So I filed the patent and I created Fasting Dice. That is amazing. So let's start from the beginning, if that's okay, and kind yeah. of explain what intermittent fasting is, because I'm sure there are people listening who have never heard of this before. And I understand yeah. that there are different schedules, and that's probably where the dice come in. Um, so I've I've tried the, let's see, is the 16-8, where you don't mm. eat for 16 hours and you eat for 8. and But there are other schedules as well. So you the basically the idea is you you fast for a certain amount of time and then your eating fits in a certain window of, of time right. and then you fast for a certain amount of time. But, um, so do you want to explain the different schedules and yeah, what you so did? There, there's a ton of different schedules out there, right? There's, you know, I like to joke, there's a bunch of different ways to not eat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's one called five, two and five, two means, uh, five days a week you eat pretty normally healthy, but normally. And then two days a week, you eat about 500 calories is the going guideline. And those two days aren't back to back. It's like maybe once a Tuesday, one's a Saturday and the rest of the week is normal. That's, that's fairly popular. That's, that's a common one. Uh, there's another one called alternate day fasting where literally one day you eat anything you want is what they say. And then the next day you don't eat at all and you just go back and forth. And, uh, the research has shown on that, that typically people who, who manage that, you know, after a while, they don't tend to overeat on their eating day. You would think that'd be the case that people would just gorge themselves, but eventually people kind of balance out. So, okay. Uh, then there's the most common one you mentioned, 16-8. And then within that, you know, people will adjust, you know, like someone might go 18-6 or 20-4 or... Uh, another popular one is called OMAD, one meal a day, where it's literally just one meal a day. And then, uh, you know, for the hardcores, there are people who go for days at a time. Um, the longest fast on record is just over a year. Whoa. Uh, yeah, a guy in the, I want to say it was in the in the, the 60s. Yeah. And uh, he was medically supervised. He was totally fine. Um, it, it was crazy, but yeah, he, he did it. So, so during your fast, do you, do you drink water? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, I drink water, I drink black coffee, and I drink uh, unsweetened tea. Okay. Yeah. So those are the things you're doing. So which of the fasts did you, did you start with, and then you decided to shake it up? Yeah. So I started with 16-8, did that for quite a while. Within my first month, I was quickly into one meal a day just because I got used to it. Uh, most people will find they get used to their windows, and by the time it's time to eat, they're really not hungry yet. So that's kind of cool. Um, so when that happened, I figured, well, if I'm not hungry, I shouldn't eat. And I would just push it. So I did one meal a day probably for a good two to three months, maybe four months. Really? And then from there, that's when I came up with the dice and would shake it around and change it up. And then did you notice an improvement when you shook it up as far as um, your weight loss? Yeah. I mean, the speed was still there. It was pretty consistent between that and, and OMAD. One meal a day. But um, the difference was it was a little bit more mentally easier to handle, mm. right? Because my windows were constantly changing, so I had different opportunities. Also, uh, socially, it was a little bit easier because maybe one day I could have lunch and hang out with friends and do something. So that, that helped too. 
So what do you eat for that one meal a day or for your, during your eight hours or your four hours or whatever you're doing? Yeah. So typically I, I'm pretty, um, pretty close to keto. Uh, you know, I try to keep it clean, uh, meaning organic foods, uh, vegetables mainly. Um, but I do like, you know, uh, grass fed beef or, or, you know, organic chicken, stuff like that. Uh, I'm a big seafood fan. So seafood works pretty good for me. Okay. Well, that is amazing. And then you were able to lose 170 pounds in just Mm -hmm. 10 months, which is phenomenal. And then after that point, are you still, is that about where you are now or is it still going? I'm I'm another 10 from that and it's been about 11 months. So 180 now. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Dropped 180 Uh, and I'm still going, right? I've got more to do, uh, you know, but, um, but it's been great. And the funny thing is like, it, it slowed down a little bit because I took a trip and, and I kind of ate, you know, I had fun. And so that's okay. Like I, I knew that was going to happen. You know, I planned for that. So. I'm so glad because I think life is meant to be enjoyed. And so what is your, your goal? You do you have a certain weight that you're after or a certain body fat that you're after, or what are you looking for? I mean, I'm assuming that the real reason is just optimal health. Yeah, I mean that that's really it. It's not a magic number that I'm looking for. Um for my height, I I'm 5 foot 5, right? I'm I'm pretty short for a guy. But um they tell me the healthy weight is between 130 and 150. Okay. So, uh we'll see. I I you know. I I like lifting weights too, so and I'm noticing a lot of muscle build lately. So might be a little bit different than that ballpark, but we'll see. That is fantastic. Wow. Okay. So I would love for you, cause you said you like to do research and you find out, you know, the things behind it. So are there health benefits besides weight loss for, um, intermittent fasting or for fasting at all? Yeah, there's tons. Uh, the doctor who won the Nobel prize in, I want to say it was either 2016 or 2017, one of those two years, he proved the benefits of autophagy. Autophagy is reached mainly by fasting, fasting for at least 24 hours. And, and when you go into that mode, your cells, layman's term, the cells start recycling themselves. So it has some anti-aging properties. Uh, it has been shown to help uh, against dementia, Parkinson's, cancers, uh, arthritis, weight, heart disease. Like it, it sounds like snake oil when you list it all out, right? Like it sounds like it's the miracle cure and it'll do all these, but Honestly, it, it, there's so many things that it tackles, you know, and, and they're just gleaning more and more information about it. That is crazy. Now, what was that word you use? Autophagy? Autophagy, yeah. Okay, I've never heard that before. What does that mean? It, it's basically your cells recycling themselves. That, that, the that is the word that means. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That's what autophagy is. So basically, like, instead of your body having to reproduce brand new cells constantly to because you know, cells die and they and they put in new ones and that's kind of the aging effect. Your body will go through and just with autophagy will just kind of renew the ones it already has. So that's what helps slow down the aging process and really helps. That is really cool. That yeah. is really cool. So according to the doctors, what do they recommend for for fasting to get those kinds of benefits? Like an occasional fast or make this a lifestyle or kind of what what do they say? 
So, I mean, the research on that end of it is still fairly new because it's, you know, it's only within the last few years that it's been taken far more seriously. Um, you know, they, most most medical professionals will tell you that the best fast is the one you can do, right? Uh. One that you can stick to because the whole point is you want to make it a lifestyle. Um, the other thing, too, is fasting is kind of like running. Like, you have to build up your endurance, right? You don't just, hey, I'm not going to eat for three days. Like, that's crazy, right? But, um, but you build up to things like that. So maybe you start with the 16, eight and eventually you get down to, you know, a 20 and four and then maybe a one meal a day. And then maybe at one meal a day, you start thinking, ah, maybe I could skip today, you know, and stuff like that. Wow. That sounds crazy. And then is this a lifestyle or do you ever get to wean off of it? Is there an end? So, uh, for most people, once they achieve their goals, you know, in my case, a, a weight goal or, you know, an area, um, they will scale back the fasting, but still keep it a part of their life. Okay. So if it's, you know, maybe a, a, a six hour eating window or, or a one meal a day, something like that. They'll do us something. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And you have been recognized for your incredible success. I know your cardiologist invited you to come and speak at a doctor's conference. Has that taken place yet? Or is that still in the future? Yeah. That, that happened already. Uh, yeah, I spoke to a group of cardiologists, which was kind of interesting uh, because being overweight is very common in cardiac patients. Mm. So th they wanted me to explain what I've been doing, how it's been working, um, so they can help their patients. That is really cool. I love when someone is able to figure something out and then to pay it forward and yeah. to say, hey, this is something that worked. Well, so put it as that list of possibilities and see if it's something that will help you as well. Because like you said, it's common in cardiology patients. So that's, that's really crazy. And then you yeah. also mentioned that according to the CDC, that the Hispanic uh, obesity rate was almost 45%. Is that right? Yeah, it's some some crazy number like that. Like uh, African Americans are top, and then just like barely below is Hispanics. But um, there are more total Hispanics, so total number of obesity cases that are Hispanic are more than African American. It's 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 percentages difference. Gotcha. But um, yeah, so yeah, it, it's a big deal for me. Like I, I, a lot of my family is is heavy, and it and it saddens me. So is your idea kind of spreading in your family as well? I mean, are people yeah, kind of saying, yeah. hey, um, I, look, what, look I at you. I started coaching a few of them, and, yeah. and it's been working for them. Uh, they've seen some pretty great improvements. I'm actually looking at making a video series, uh, a coaching video series that make available to people. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. You are an inspiration. Anybody who has the kind of success and the numbers that you have shown, people listen. It's yeah. like, oh, that worked. Mm -hmm. So that, that makes a really big difference. That, that gives you an edge on whatever it is you want to promote. Well, and the thing is, like, when I was on my deathbed, like my literal deathbed, there were times I couldn't walk. Like, I, there was almost about a year I couldn't walk. I couldn't do stuff even after the hospital. So, like, the fact that I'm, you know, I have a normal job now and I can work out and I can do things. Like, I have my life back. And, and that's fasting, you know, because for years I was just on the meds. And it wasn't the same. How do you survive if you can't walk? I mean, I'm thinking basic needs like eating requires movement. Going to yeah. the bathroom requires movement. Making yeah. money so that you can live indoors 
requires no. movement. So how, how do you, how did you function during that time? I mean, I could walk a few steps, right? Like to go to the bathroom or to like throw something in the microwave, but like consistently walk. No, I couldn't do that. You know? Um, yeah, it was rough. It was, you know, I, I'm not even sure how I got through it all. Um, you know, I did have some savings, which helped, but, um, it, it was a rough, rough time. Wow. That is, that is very challenging. Yeah. And then, um, so the fasting was something that you could do from a, a stationary place until yeah. you were in a point where you could get up and start adding some movement. And you said you like to do weights. Is that your favorite form yeah, of that, exercise? That's my favorite. Um, my grandpa was a, was a pro wrestler and bodybuilder in Mexico back in the cool. day. And nobody, nobody famous or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, he taught me a lot about weightlifting. And so it's fun to do that for me. That is awesome. Daniel, this is amazing. So um, I'll make sure to include the website so people know where to go to get your dice. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that we cover today before we close? Yeah. So on the website also, I have a a free guide that targets um, the emotional side of weight loss, like things that, that most people, unless you've been heavy, you don't really think about. So that's in the guide. That's free. Like you just put in your email address and the guide is sent to you. So uh, if people want that, you know, if they're not sure about the dice just yet, that's a great, great tool for them. Do you want to give some tips for that emotional side of things? Because that is huge. Yeah, Weight I'll, loss I'll give is one that's in the guide. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, I'll give one that's in the guide. Um, so for me, what the fasting has taught me is that I'm an emotional leader. I didn't realize that before, you know, but, but apparently I am. So in the guide, I put that. Uh, when you're starting out, especially keep a notebook with you. So whenever you're triggered for food, you write down what triggered you, you write down how you think food is going to help and you'll quickly realize that's not going to help. And then you'll write down what you think would actually help. And just in taking those moments to kind of process it, most of the time you'll, you'll lose the impulse to eat. Brilliant, simple and brilliant. I think some of the best answers are the simplest answers. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for sharing today. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Benjamin Franklin. He said, The best of all medicines is resting and fasting. Today, I invite you to consider the health benefits of an occasional fast. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Linda's Corner, please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. I also invite you to check out my nonprofit, Hope for Healing, at the website hopeforhealingfoundation.org for free ebooks and other free resources to help increase happiness, build confidence and self-esteem, strengthen relationships, manage stress, and calm feelings of depression and anxiety. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed, A Journey Through Depression, or Amazon bestseller, You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.